The weak will be purged, and the strongest will thrive. Free to live as they see fit. They'll make America great again! What the hell are you talking about? Hello and welcome to Oops I Talk Politics, the left-wing political podcast where we talk about politics. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. What are we, what is this? What is this that you brought for me? <laughs> are we going to talk about politics? R- Ryan has never played Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Wait, that's not true. Oh, he has. He's only played I played Snakes. Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes for the Nintendo GameCube. Mm. So it's basically, you basically played Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah. No, no, fuck you, no. So what Ryan just said is basically I never played Metal Gear Solid. Okay, let's, let's leave it <laughs> I liked that. it a lot. I had, it was a two-disc GameCube game. And, uh, you know, they, they read my memory card once. That was cool. <laughs> spoilers. Oh, speaking of spoilers, we're going to be covering primarily Metal Gear Solid 2 and Revengeance, but we also might spoil 4, 1, 3, 5. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't played any of them, really just turn this off and go play all of them. I mean, if, like, if you care row. to play them. <laughs> no, you should. Yeah. you should. And I remember well, I also watched Phil play through all of Metal Gear Solid 4, and I use the term play lightly because we really just watched like a 12-hour movie. <laughs> 4 is definitely the worst. Yeah. To clarify, we're not going to be like talking about. Oh, we love the gameplay. We love when Mantis checks your memory card. Yeah. Or so you like playing Castlevania. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about how Kojima predicted the future. How he was right along. Uh, uh, he's a genius. Metal Gear is the best series ever. It's a masterpiece. And oh yeah, I did. we all hold that view, right? Yeah. Uh, guess what? <laughs> he is a genius. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> so if people have never, if people are like me, or even worse. If you could imagine someone worse than me, what is Metal Gear Solid? So Metal Gear Solid is basically... <laughs> that it's an enigma <laughs> wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in codec calls. Let's mention, let's mention like the, the brief uh, original premise. Tactical like, uh, espionage <laughs> action. Yeah, basically, Hideo Kojima was a guy wanting into films, but uh, he couldn't get to films, he got to game development instead. Or one of his first games, Metal Gear Solid... He was like, what instead of shooting everyone, like this is back in the countries where there were no alternatives to shoot everyone. He said, what instead of shooting everyone, you snuck past them instead. And he made Metal Gear. And as the technology got better, he came back for Metal Gear 2 and eventually for Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation 1. And Metal Gear Solid is when they really started against through cinematic stuff. Because uh, now we have cutscenes and stuff. Well, Like flipping over missiles and stuff, right? That's <laughs> fuck one. you. No, that's fuck. No, no. Stop. <laughs> you mean Raven's eating a man? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's canon. Ryan walking around naked, and uh, that's that's canon. Not fucking missile jumping shit. If you played Smash Brothers, this is a snake, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, it gets complicated because <laughs> there's a lot of but snakes. There's a lot of snakes. Yeah, and that's that's the, the what I'm get, what I'm going to get to. So that's that's Metal Gear in the nutshell. But basically, as Gemma now he didn't want to be like a filmmaker in that he liked like cinematic scenes. He also wanted to get really trippy of his stories and really. And he, I think he got into anime like a lot too at some point because. <laughs> It's very anime with his stories over time as well. Yeah. And very philosophical. His, his stuff is actually pretty revolutionary within the gaming industry because of the fact that he took cutscenes so seriously. And he wasn't, like, designing games necessarily, like, for kids as much as he's like, hey, I want to talk about... Uh, nuclear disarmament. Deterrence. The military-industrial conflict. Yeah, and nuclear arms races. Yeah, mutually assured destruction. And it's like, that's kind of like crazy things as a kid to play a game where it's, you have to sneak into a base to fight your twin brother. Yeah. And and I have to say, I know we said we weren't going to talk too much about the gameplay, but basically every one of them does really, really innovative things mm-hmm. in the course of the game. Like we were saying before, in Metal Gear Solid 1, um, there's a boss who you can't beat because he he's a psychic who predicts your attacks and he reads your memory card. And he talks about, like, the other games you've played, and then you have to, like, use the other controller port in order to trick him. So, my first time I played Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes, for the Nintendo GameCube, I got it from Blockbuster, and there's... At one point, you have to look at the code on the back of the box, yes, but I got it from Blockbuster, so I couldn't do it. I had to go on GameFAQs like an idiot. That's what you get for getting Twin Snakes, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, mean, some of us didn't have a PlayStation 2, Sly. One, PlayStation Ryan. One. Yeah. I didn't have that either. Oh, maybe you should have so got. Maybe you should have not been so loyal to Nintendo and got in on the fucking. Oh my god! Sony bandwagon. Oh my god! I, okay, this is the right. worst podcast right now. I'm it sorry is, to is. all the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back on track and let's talk about something better. Politics. 
<laughs> Funny thing is, like Phil mentioned, he, he had a controller port switching. You had to look in the back of the game box. So Hikajima always like was conscious of the. He, like, he always played up the fact that they were video games. Like there always were stuff like that saying, "Hey, it's a video game." Like, and they have like really dumb jokes in them. Like a guy who poops every game. He poops his pants <laughs> every game. And he shows up every game to poop his pants. Like, that's a recurring character. But he's hidden. You have to find him. Like, where is he pooping his pants? <laughs> yeah, you have to find him. And he marries the main character. You have right, done right. so little to convince me why this episode is going to exist. <laughs> no, so now that's what we preface to. On top of, he basically uses this all to buttress, like, the really heavy stuff. Like, the, the buttress, huh? The, the, the really heavy stuff where it gets, like, it's, basically all it is is Hirojima telling the audience who the surrogate is usually Snake or Raiden or one of the, whoever the main character is. Basically, the villain's usually telling the, the main character of the game, here's all the stuff that Hidekujima basically read online. And isn't this crazy? <laughs> isn't this fascinating? And, and, and usually you're like, yes, Hidekujima, this is fascinating. Like, it's a five-hour cutscene of this sometimes. And, and when he says, when Slice says cutscene, there are literally parts in a PlayStation 1 game where it cuts to real-life full motion, like, real video mm-hmm. of, yeah. like, people working in nuclear facilities. And then there's just people talking over this for, like, hours. Yeah. But, but basically because of documentary at certain points. Like, you're, you're basically playing... A fucking stuff game, and it becomes a documentary about genetics, about <laughs> censorship, and about all this information. And that's what we're getting into uh, first, because the main thing that Hidekujima predicted was memes. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't you mean meme memes, like funny memes? No. <gasps> we'll explain. To explain, we'll have Metal Gear, our Metal Gear Revengeance clip, explain it for us. So okay. let's play the first clip. What do you think about what Monsoon said earlier about memes? You think we're all doomed to follow some coded-in routine? That there's no free will? Well, you're always going to have restraints based on what culture you're born into. The concept of memes was first proposed by Richard Dawkins in a book called The Selfish Gene. Dawkins, a biologist, stated that even if the actions of a living thing appear to be altruistic, each of its genes is still engaging in selfish behavior, purely as a matter of survival. He went on to define memes as a different kind of self-replicating unit. They're the genes of a culture, from fashion to chord progressions in music, even political expression. And just like normal genes, they replicate. They grow, infecting more and more people. You buy a shirt you like and put it on. Other people see you wearing it, then buy it for themselves. Yeah, the genes of a culture makes it all sound pretty lofty. But the way Dawkins puts it, memes can also transmit worthless things, even the bad parts of a culture. Fashion's one thing. But value-related memes can put huge restraints on people's lives. For example, the idea that having lots of money is the ultimate goal, the thing we should all strive for. You catch this money-worship meme, then not only are you trying to get rich, you're also spreading that idea to other people. You have to. If that meme isn't the cultural norm, then what are you working for? So you start spreading the word about how important it is to succeed, earn status. Right. And the really contagious memes can be even worse. For example, revenge. A guy sees his countrymen killed by terrorism, so he becomes a terrorist and retaliates. It's an infinite loop. There's gotta be a way to break the cycle, though. So, uh, here come that big boss. Oh, Snake, what up? Right, guys? Oh, yeah, the memes. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, uh, Ryan alluded to, like, when we think of memes, we think of the, the memes we have, you know, the ones we, we share for fun, the ones that go viral. Yeah. And that's a very key idea, the idea of memes and going viral and all that stuff. And you might think, oh, that's just silly nonsense. But think about whoever controls the memes controls the world. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> who out-memed who during uh, 2008? Uh, Obama, Change You Can Believe In, Hope. What even was McCain's thing? Like, I yeah, don't remember, but I remember Change in Hope. So, but I know what you mean about the spreading of ideas, because, like, I talk about this all the time, because I love memes, guys. When someone who, like, doesn't follow memes at all asks me to, like, explain what I'm laughing at, it's so hard, because I'm like, this is, like, 15 layers deep at this point. Yeah. Like, like, and, like... Trying to explain, like, a loss meme is impossible. And because it's got this idea that, like, it just grows, and all of a sudden there'll be a new meme, and I will see, like, 10,000 of them over the course of a week because I'm in all these, like, shitposting groups and stuff. And, like, all of a sudden it's just, like, it becomes super ingrained where my brother and I will have all these jokes that don't make any sense if you're not part of that culture. And I feel like politics works the same kind of way where, like, Make America Great Again just spread everywhere right away, even as a joke. But, like, you're still spreading that word. Or that yeah. phrase. And like people like, like some people will say like they follow Trump like ironically in the beginning and eventually 
the meme became so normalized that they eventually just started following it unironically, which mm-hmm. I, happens a lot. It's like in college where Phil and I jokingly called each other bro all the time, and then we started actually calling people bro, and it was like, fuck, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times yeah. when you're trying to, like, appropriate, like, language that you find possibly, like, funny or strange or just, like, it's different enough that you want to use it, and you use it so much that it becomes part of your normal, like, linguistic routine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but mentioned in the clip that uh, memes are how we like memes are determined like what we believe in because if if it's not important for everyone to have money like the clip uses an example then no one's gonna want to have money you have to make it important to have money or else people are not gonna want it just like we talk about America of culture and stuff like that in America we valued uh, when of the enlightenment we valued uh, freedom we value individual value individuality we value entrepreneurship we value all these things that and like in the communist culture where we value more. Uh, uh, loyalty to the state, the state having political censorship and all these different other values, it becomes completely different and they won't understand why our values are so important to us because they're not engulfed in our memes, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When is this clip from? 2013. This clip is from 2013, but uh, I'm using it because it's a, basically a summaration of Metal Gear Solid 2, which was from 2001. Same same main character. Yep. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 first introduced, like, the... It, I mean, obviously Dawkins introduced the memes, but, like, regarding, like, cultural impact, Metal Gear Solid 2 in 2001 was talking about memes that was kind of like... It was a weird idea at the time. It was. Like, people didn't... Everyone today knows what a meme is. Yeah. You can't find a fucking teenager who doesn't use the word meme twice a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and this is 2001. Yeah, that That's was not the same year that YTMND was launched. <laughs> That's so ahead of its time. Yeah. Kojima is a fucking visionary. <laughs> and, and like, when we, and when we say, like, no one no, knew no, what this was, like, when Mega Cell 2 came out, everyone hated this shit. Like, what the fuck is this shit i mean there's a lot of reasons for why mel yourself too was disparaged no it was a lot a lot of it was the story though yeah a lot of it was like it was getting into really trippy stuff and it makes what to be fair like people came into make yourself to expecting snake shoots bad guy and they came in to talk about memes and culture memes jack (laughs) yeah it's about the memes but uh let's transition from this to the next clip which talks about very specific america memes Mm -hmm. so clip number two america's wanted this war for years Patriots, they knew war was good for the economy. Four years later, their legacy lingers on. The memes. They left us their great isms. Nationalism, unilateralism, materialism. Welcome maxims for those with no faith, without guiding principles of their own. Give yourself up to the whole. No need to better yourself. You're American. You're number one. Then the only value left is dollar value. The economy. So we'll do whatever it takes to keep it humming along. Even war. Especially war. So these are more like... I remember even playing this game. Like These memes are like from like Cold War era ideas, it seems like. Everything in America that is made to reinforce our our faith in ourselves and to avoid any self-introspection. Like whenever people come to saying, Hey, America did this bad, America did this bad, that bad. People say, no, America is great no matter what. Fuck you. No self-introspection whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's basically what this, this is talking about. Like, people, you, uh, yeah, people... That, you know, that brings up a really good point about, like, the weird hypocritical nature of people being patriotic, which I just want to say, like, in parentheses, when it, from that clip, the Patriots is different from, like, Patriots in a general sense. They're like the Illuminati that... Yeah, it's Mel Solid's Illuminati in that universe that they, they basically tried to write what America's future was going to be. Lolly Lou. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and they use these uh, isms in order to uh, control people by reassuring them that what they're doing is right and everything's going great and anyone back, you know, talking smack about you is an enemy. Yeah, I wanted to point the, the hypocrisy, the weirdness of like, where like you see a lot of people on the right or second amendment defenders being like i need my weapons in case i need to attack the government how can you trust government shouldn't it be smaller like and all these things and then at the same time they hold up these viewpoints that are like you have to respect the flag you have to respect our military you have to like respect the servicemen it's like respecting the people the servicemen that i would yeah, shoot it's the people that are upholding the country like in a government that you don't like but it's because yeah. it's because of the influence of these memes that's like nationalism is important and pride in your country is important. I, I think memes are like like they really are like mental like parasites that it doesn't matter if they conflict really. You mm-hmm. can hold because they they just burrow in and you you see your friends and family and on people on the internet just constantly spamming it and that becomes what's what like 
what you think you believe, yep. regardless of if there's an ideological basis for it. To go back to like the first clip was it's the same thing. Like music is based around this too. Like you could hear a song that you like, if you hear it a few times, all of a sudden it's stuck in your head forever. Pop you know, like, songs are like that. Yeah, a yeah. lot of pop songs are like that, and like that. You know, like when you see the same like slogans over and over again, like there's still parts where I'll every once in a while I'll catch myself being like, maybe that is true. And then I'm like, wait, of course it's not. Like, what? what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but they appeal to a part of our brain, like uh, in some ways, usually like with pop songs, usually the four chords of pop music. And uh, there's a lot of different uh, similarities between them, especially when, when there's a trend going on, like pop music. Now, for a while, they had a EDM kind of bend. Well, like, the, like the millennial a- whoop. Yeah, like you have, you have all these different recurring themes, like the things that work, basically. Like Vuvuzelas, right? That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like <laughs> you have like you, basically with memes, memes always do this. You, you, uh, we see as the fake news and stuff like that with headlines. They'll go with oh, the headlines that news, are yeah. notorious for getting attention. The memes yeah. will go with what works, and they'll use that to bury in the future memes later on. They'll basically it's basically an experiment to see which ones are effective on people. This is why the the term going viral is so interesting because it's like just like a virus, it's not alive. It it is just. It, it is propagated each each iteration of it is is like propagated by the host and well, and actually yeah because a virus just injects its dna into a yeah. host cell and then it right. just spreads everywhere mm-hmm. so that's that's i mean it gets into your head and then you share it and you share it and sometimes you alter it or something mm-hmm. but otherwise like you just you just share it and this this type of stuff like you can't underestimate how much different communities use these like i have said many times how i sometimes lurk on R the donald on reddit and like, I have been infected sometimes with these fucking memes. Where like, I I know the memes I'm I, to expect to see there, like like stuff from still the election that they're still using, like anti-Hillary stuff, yeah. uh, Trump and, train. And you see their head, yeah. The headlines uh, or the the like the thread titles are often just yelling meme names mm-hmm. in all caps with some kind of picture, and it gets like thousands of of upvotes and and comments. Well, not even just with young people, but like. I see my aunt and, like, my family share the same kind of, like, Trump memes that, like, maybe they're a little different, but they're, like, really kind of the same with maybe a different picture of a troop or a different picture of a gang member immigrant or something. But it's, like, basically the exact same idea. It's just remixed a little bit. And here's a good example because of why these are hollow ideas because uh, a lot of times it would just be the visceral like a word that will catch on like Benghazi. Like if you ask somebody oh, what, what happened to Benghazi, yeah. that, that was so bad. They, they, they will be able to explain like, Oh, maybe she like, maybe this, she shouldn't have done this or that, but they'll never be able to explain why she should be in jail or anything like that. They'll never be able to explain it. They probably can't even explain that. Yeah. Anything actually. They probably yeah. can't. Cause if, if they actually were like, this was a problem, they would yeah. say something like, Oh, you know, uh, she denied requests to beef up security, or but I bet you ninety percent of people who are angry about Benghazi don't even yeah, yeah, have it's just that like basic level. She let them die, and you see the same thing with like emails, where it's like you look at how many other people have unsecured emails, and it's like should we go after like these politicians, like like the, everyone on the Trump administration when they were coming in that they were all using private email accounts. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's not something that's in the meme itself. It's just it's, the meme is tapping into something that's inside pe- other pe- people already. Mm-hmm. The meme is tapping into people who don't like don't trust Hillary. Yeah, don't like Hillary like, after that's, you. Trump rallies are just like meme fest where he he'll just like he'll go through all of his best. Like even at the latest one, like last week, he, they were chanting "lock her up" at it, and it's like this is yeah, yeah it's not going to happen. Let it go. This is what are you talking about? At that point, it's just like a a, a chemical like like reaction in their brains. Like I hear Hispanics, I boo, yeah. which actually happened there. Yeah. Like literally, not not illegal immigrants, just his Hispanics. Hispanics. <laughs> yeah. uh, or like you hear Hillary, you just start chanting "lock her up." It's just like mm-hmm. this 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 gut reaction. And this is and this is, that's the wrong thing about Trump in general. In my opinion, he's like the the final form of the isms, or like he's an embodiment of the isms put together. Like Fox News bred all these isms together in our he, they were basically he's, our he's patriots. Like, he's like the child of the memes. Exactly. He he he. Yeah. Like he like he will go to like advisors and say like. Shit to de- shit to them like that he heard from Alex Jones and stuff like that, and they have to explain them slowly that that's not how the world actually works. Like, because he because he watches Fox News, he wa- he wa- he talks to Alex Jones and shit like this, and he believes this stuff, and that's why mm-hmm. uh, you had uh, the people propagating these memes, like, but they didn't believe the memes themselves. But now you have the people who believe the memes are now in office, and they're the ones making choices now. So hold on, I just want to say one thing in lighter news. Yes, when I saw you guys talking about these clips. 
I thought it was the ISMS, and I was like, what is this cool acronym? It's the ISMS. <laughs> it's the ISMS. <laughs> also, I want to make one comment here. I think Trump might fall for these things so easily because he is, like, he has Alzheimer's or something, and there's a boss in Miller Salad Revenge, it's called Sundowner, <laughs> which is not really funny, but, you know, when people who have, uh, like, dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, at the end of the day, they have the hardest time remembering things. Mm-hmm. They call It's called Sundowning. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kojima was going for that. <laughs> but the thing, the thing about that is, I think Trump was always like people say like maybe possibly had some dementia. I feel like that happens like over time. But I feel like he was dumb already. Like he was already like in the in the eighties, he was really racist. He was already like a super yeah, capitalist. He was yeah. racist susceptible to America's memes in the past. Mm-hmm. Like he's, yeah. he may be worse, but he was always a meme. Uh, it's not like he was this like shining example of American brilliance before. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like uh, so uh, speaking of Trump though. Uh, with, what are you comparing Trump to the guy from Metagear Revengeance who's giving the speech? Because Daryl thinks there's some comparisons to be made and some comparisons. I think it's really fascinating. Be- David Lahr brought this up, I think, like a, a couple of weeks ago. And it's super, I mean, this is not a rare comparison to make. If you know Revengeance and you know alt writers, you're going to see comparisons to Senator Armstrong, who's the main central villain of Metal Gear Solid Revengeance who is a senator that starts a fake war. Like, he, he does an attack on American soil at the end and blames it on Pakistan. And then, like, he gets the internet up in arms. Like, it actually shows a thing where it's the main character looking through different, like, um twitter and facebook posts about like they need like Pakistan needs to boot up their ass because everyone's just so ready for where war and jingoism. And he's the one that gave, like, the ism speech. And he's... An important key figure because he talks about like wanting to do this, like, propagate wars and economy, but he actually has a secret reason for wanting to basically become and get elected president. I'm going to read off this speech between uh, the main character, Ryan, as they're fighting on top of a blown up Metal Gear because it's awesome. Metal Gears are mechs. Uh, <laughs> and he's, he's a senator and he has like his arms rolled. Uh, oh, rolled yeah, because he's a senator <laughs> injected with nano machines yeah. so like when you nano punch machines. him the, his yeah his skin hardens with these like metallic nano machines so he's like a senator but like sly was saying he has his sleeves rolled up and he can like punch through mountains. and he has the, he yes. has like the body frame of the hulk <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. but he's wearing a tie yeah but <laughs> like the face of like a kind of a dorky balding guy with glasses it's pretty good so, um, Ryden says to him, all you care about is lining your own pro- pockets, that and your approval ratings. You've got no principles just like all the rest. If America has gone to shit, you're just another maggot crawling in the pile. And Armstrong replies to him, all right, I'll tell you the truth then. You're right about one thing. I do need capital and votes. Want to know why? I have a dream that one day every person in this nation will control their own destiny, a land of the truly free, damn it, a nation of actions, not words, ruled by strength, not committee where the law changes to suit the individual, not the other way around, where power and justice are back where they belong, in the hands of the people, where every man is free to think, to act, for himself. Fuck all these limp-dick lawyers and chicken-shit bureaucrats. Fuck this 24-7 internet spew of trivia and celebrity bullshit. Fuck American pride. Fuck the media. Fuck all of it. America's diseased, rotten to the core. There's no saving it. We need to pull it out by the roots and wipe the slate clean. Burn it down. And from the ashes, a new America will be born, evolved but untamed. The weak will be purged and the strong will thrive. Free to live as they see fit, they'll make America great again. And there's always like a lot of comparisons between like people getting psyched for Trump on places like 4chan or the Donald for this idea that he would burn down America. Like you see a bunch of people voting for him where it's like, even my mother believes that kind of like the government's so corrupt that you need to start from like square one to yeah, build up. Drain the swamp. That's what that's what Armstrong wanted exactly. to do. He says, uh, "I'm using war as a business to, to get elected, uh, so I can end war as a business." Yeah. yeah, and to contextualize it, when he said "Make America Great Again," this is 2013 still. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In my America, people will die and kill for what they believe, not for money, not for oil, not for what they're told is right. Every man will be free to fight his own wars. And then I'm like, this guy, this guy's right. I'm going to vote for Trump and then uh, <laughs> let myself lose. The, re- the reason why I was hesitant to make this comparison, though, is because I, I, uh, Trump is more, is, 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 is not, he's not a man of lofty ambitions. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, that's the funny thing about presidents in general is that they're all kind of hollow shells for us to project our feelings onto. Yeah. onto. yeah. So everyone's, everyone, everyone else is Armstrong projecting their feelings onto Trump. They yeah. want to burn down the country and rebuild it anew. But Trump is really going to fuck. He's just right in the crowd. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. it's like when Ryan says in the beginning where he, he critiques Armstrong, 
Armstrong, it's like that critique actually very explicitly like applies to Trump, where he says, all you care about is lining your own pockets, your approval ratings, you have no principles, and if America's gone to shit, you're another maggot crawling in the pile. It's like, it's all yeah. true. Do you think that like Trump would inject himself with nanomachines and try to like fight a ninja cyborg <laughs> no. for, to make America great again? No, he would just say, I, I'm trying to make money here. That's basically it. It's funny thing about... Uh, it's, Armstrong is the villain of the story. He's kind of the president people want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I, I, if I think about, like, in villains in general, like, uh, people will point to villains like Darth Vader and, like, uh, Killmonger and Black Panther and, uh, or Thanos. I think one of the reasons why, like, villains like these, like, these honorable villains or, like, uh, villains of higher ambitions yeah. appeal to us yeah. is because we have all these hollow, empty suits to just say what, they, what we want to mm-hmm. hear and, like, don't uh, back up at all. So we we rather have... Villains that at least have a goal rather than nothing. Yeah. At least kill me for a reason. <laughs> and, on. and not only that, but I feel like, at least for me, I gravitate towards those kind of villains because, like, I don't want to have to face the worldview that, like, some people are just bad because they're shitty. Like, I can understand, like, oh, no, it's it's a difference of opinion that he's getting too extreme over or, like, it's because of this tortured past. But, like, Trump's just bad because he's dumb and bad. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, I I want him to be a Shakespearean villain, but he's just a goddamn he's just, ignoramus. He's just selfish. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. at the end of the day, a lot of, I think a lot of people are just self-centered. And uh, someone like Trump, people want him to want to drain the swamp or to make America great again. But he's just like, what's best for me and my family? And it's me making money and my family getting to be in the government for free and me not paying and taxes. And publicity and people liking me. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's all so awful that's why it was so funny seeing all the comparisons to trump and the fact that like so many people wanted to give him a better like his his voters and the people that bought into the memes wanted to elevate him with these things even though the irony in that like armstrong himself doesn't even like memes that he said like fuck american pride that he's specifically yeah. like trying to tear down the things that he thinks are bringing down America, like this, like the fact that we're slaves to war isn't a like a, an, a perpetual thing that we have to continue to like save the world. Well, that's the funny thing is people uh, will say about Trump too. They'll say, "Oh, he's a fourth dimensional chess motherfucker," <laughs> and, and they'll say like he's doing this because like he doesn't like what he's doing. Like he doesn't like the war on drugs. He doesn't like war on Syria. He doesn't like. Uh, uh, doing all this shit, but he's doing it because he's he's playing the longer game. He's going to eventually uh, appeal, fulfill his larger ambitions. Like they, they act like Trump is Armstrong, where he's he's he, like we 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 did with Obama too. Like everyone does this with their. Uh, I, I want. feel like I just want to say that with the Obama comparison, it's nowhere near to this level to where it's like actually all of Obama's faults are secretly pros. But like people will just say Obama was playing fourth dimensional chess when you compromise, and so you see he's, he's doing this, but he's gonna, uh, but like not to this level, not to because like, Trump is just shitting. Basically, if he pooped his pants. <laughs> the the my guys will, will argue that it's some master plan. <laughs> yeah. But um, Obama, at least you can you can understand. Like that's the funny thing about it is like Obama, you can understand why people would think he's that smart or that. Yeah, it's like you uh, compromise yeah. to McConnell, so later on McConnell will remember it, so you can get something you want for healthcare. Instead, yeah, but when it comes to like the way people view Trump, like we talk about it in a lot more detail on our Patreon bonus episode, <laughs> but about how like it's so hard to justify that these things that he does are real things. So you're like, there has to be another meeting because no one could be that stupid. I think that's it's also if you voted for him, if you've been memeing for him for years, or sorry, since 2016, <laughs> and you're like, you're, it feels like it is years. Uh, it's 2018, uh, Phil. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where am I? If uh, you've been, you know, saying I'm, I'm voting for him because Hillary would get us into wars, and then he just drone strikes Syria, uh, or not even drone strikes, just airstrikes, and then you have to somehow reconcile this. You might just be like, well, it's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Like this is part of some secret plan. He can't obviously want to go against everything he said, even though he does that all the time. Uh, if he said he didn't want to get involved in Syria and now he's getting uh, involved, it has to be a yeah, plan. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like with him firing the people that he put into like the White House. It's like, what? just listening to the rationalizations there is, wow. Well, well the thing is like, it's because, like, again, all about memes because they've been memeing so long that now <laughs> their identity has become, yeah. it's become, like, like their culture, their identity is all about Trump now in so many ways, especially people who are, are really deep into, like, Art of Donald. Like, if you're an Art of Donald, you're, you, you, like, you have to change your identity at that point to... Uh, and not just yeah. Trump, but, like, just anti-liberalism. You see this with, like, all exactly. the, the quote-unquote yes. centrists. That's, like, their whole thing is they need to survive going against what the current culture is. Like, they define themselves as free things. Thinkers, and in order to continue being free thinkers, you have to constantly think against whatever like the the norm message is. 
And also, since they think they're free thinkers, they also think they're smart, smarter than they actually are. So they think, like, uh, yeah. it can't be that uh, the trick of the libs is not a Because we're not free thinkers. We're clearly not freely thinking yeah. right now. Because, like, they, they, that move, like, they accept the idea that maybe trigger the libs isn't, like, a value unto itself. And maybe <laughs> they, were, they were wrong all this time. That would mean they weren't free thinkers. They were following another uh, fucking uh, carnival host. <laughs> Or memes we're all too. memes. We're, we're yeah. following memes yeah. too, guys. Yeah. And also, celebrities help perpetuate that. And I'm only thinking about this just because the amount of times this week I've had I've heard my students talking about Kanye's. Uh, <laughs> yes, Kanye's meme itself. Kanye's like that spread so quickly. Mm-hmm. He's got dragon yeah. energy, though. You know. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye and Trump are like two, like like peas in a pod. Like you, very... like, like solid and liquid. Exactly. <laughs> like Kanye's obviously better. <laughs> Kanye at least worked for what he accomplished. At least he was good at some yeah, point he's solid. politically. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's solid like, before he got fucking turned old and like. Uh, <laughs> Wait, then who's big boss in this example? Reagan. <laughs> Reagan, yes, exactly. Reagan, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, you don't know who big boss is. <laughs> so we're talking about memes and hollow memes. Now let's transition to whether memes should be, should be censured. And I know the idea is automatically like, no, memes should never be censured. Free speech and stuff like that. But Medicare Solid in 2001 made a very good case for why memes should be censored, and we're going to play it right now. Why would you take away individual freedoms and censor the net? The mapping of the human genome was completed early this century. As a result, the evolutionary log of the human race lay open to us. We started with genetic engineering, and in the end, we succeeded in digitizing life itself. But there are things not covered by genetic information. Human memories, ideas, culture history genes don't contain any record of human history is it something that should not be passed on should that information be left at the mercy of nature we've always kept records of our lives through words pictures symbols from tablets to books but not all the information was inherited by later generations a small percentage of the whole was selected and processed then passed on not unlike genes really That's what history is, Jack. But in the current digitized world, trivial information is accumulating every second, preserved in all its triteness, never fading, always accessible. Rumors about petty issues, misinterpretations, slander. All this junk data, preserved in an unfiltered state, growing at an alarming rate. It will only slow down social progress, reduce the rate of evolution. The digital society furthers human flaws and selectively rewards development of convenient half-truths. Just look at the strange juxtapositions of morality around you. You exercise your right to freedom, and this is the result. All rhetoric to avoid conflict and protect each other from hurt. The untested truths, spun by different interests, continue to churn and accumulate in the sandbox of political correctness and value systems. Everyone withdraws into their own small gated community, afraid of a larger forum. They stay inside their little ponds, leaking whatever truth suits them into the growing cesspool of society at large. The different cardinal truths neither clash nor mesh. No one is invalidated, but nobody is right. Not even natural selection can take place here. The world is being engulfed in truth. And this is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but a whimper. We're trying to stop that from happening. It's our responsibility as rulers. Just as in genetics, unnecessary information and memory must be filtered out to stimulate the evolution of the species. And you think you're qualified to decide what's necessary and not? Absolutely. Who else could wade through the sea of garbage you people produce, retrieve valuable truths, and even interpret their meaning for later generations? That's what it means to create context. I'll decide for myself what to believe and what to pass on. But is that even your own idea? Or something Snake told you? Oh oh my god, guys. I haven't played that game since since the past few years. (laughs) I'm like... Oh, my mind is blown. <laughs> so, so this is Wait, 2001. I, yeah, and we need to clarify too that the people talking in that primarily are, I think it's the Patriots, right? No, it's the AI. It's the AI created by the Patriots. Basically, okay. they created an. This is fucking happening now. <laughs> this is this is fucking like our algorithms right now that are, are filtering our information. Uh, our information right now. 
the Patriots, the, the Illuminati, they couldn't filter out all the information themselves, so they created an AI to f filter out and censor information so people will not be exposed to a flood of basically bullshit news, fake news, and all these fucking bubbles uh, sprouting out. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what the conflict we're having now. We're having too much information right now, and Hidekojima basically predicted this all in 2001. That this it's because it, the problem like they're getting at here is that anyone can, because there's a, such a, a glut of just info... You can grab on. We can we can have four different people who grab onto their own version of what happened, just yeah. that they found online that that agrees with their own worldview most. And then those four people can start a political podcast yeah. and argue all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's just like uh, it's really interesting to to think about honestly, like how in the past, like the 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 important info or whatever might be passed down by parents or tribal elders or later on like priests or uh, scholars. And now, because there's such an access for every person with a smartphone, every fucking 12-year-old can just Google how George Washington was out in the Illuminati and... And, and you know, stuff like Flat Earth Society can survive yeah. and thrive here because you can go and find, like, their own websites or clicks and you can buy more into their information and their series of events. One thing that stood out to me while I was listening to this, too, is the idea that, like, trivial information used to disappear, but now yeah. it sticks around. And it reminds me of one of the things that makes me so mad, which is the Mandela effect, where everyone's like, whoa, I remember a different thing from a childhood. So it must be different timelines instead of just I was wrong because I was eight. <laughs> and, like, just that idea that, like... Before the internet, you'd be like, oh, I always thought it was this other thing, but I have no way to, like, prove that, so I'll just accept that I was wrong, and now it's like, nope, there, I have to find a whole bunch of other people that'll believe that it's a massive conspiracy or point. converging yes. timelines, and because even the most trivial mistake, they refuse to let die. Yeah, I used to think the internet was, like... In my naivete, I thought the internet was humanity's like greatest achievement, and it would change humanity forever. It's like the because... perfect place of freedom, right? Yeah, I'm like everyone has access to all of the information, which means we're no longer restricted to being fed information, or not fed, but like information's not being filtered through a few elite sources. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone can. It's coming get from any, info any they source need. rather than yeah, a but that's source. a fucking problem. <laughs> Like, we see in education sometimes where, like, you'll see some textbooks from, like, the South that are, like, they super, like, slavery wasn't that bad. And they're, like, you know, like... Yeah, there were some good white slave owners. Yeah, or, like, they'll say, yeah. like, the Native Americans agreed to move to a reservation. And it's, like... that. And so I looked at the internet as, like, oh, it'll all be Howard Zinn's telling me what really happened. <laughs> but no, not not really. And, 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 what, and like, when uh, my petition when it first came out was... Because there's a lot of communities, like, I'm a communist, atheist, like, where the fuck do I belong? Like, in, in your society, uh, they basically created a cluster for independent individual thought to to grow. And, like, a lot of intellectuals captured onto, like, the people who are Richard Dawkins fans, and they became atheist communities online and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And and uh, it was like it was people were like oh, and the people that were told to shut up in our everyday culture they had no community like if you're in the deep south and everyone around you is super Christian super racist like you didn't have any way to break out of that mold because your memes around you were too strong and but now you could now you can go out and find other memes not from your community you can you can uh, learn other things and uh, you know all the intellectuals were like this is gonna be a great new technology but uh, pretty soon all the dumb people got on the internet and they all started spreading their own memes too and now slice driving away as he says yeah this. I'm like fuck yeah. this fuck this world <laughs> and it's it's cause I don't think it's net good or bad because like no it's bad it's bad how, how, how are we supposed to fight like all this misinformation that Trump is spewing but like I also don't think that like we would have made the advancements in like gay rights or trans rights that we have yes, if it wasn't yes. for the hmm. mo the more exposure that we get from the internet. Mm. Weed, weed is a big thing. Like now, uh, who, t who who's who's against weed now? But now, uh, who's like uh, the, cops the cops are coming? Cops are coming. Think of weed. But like uh, like the the uh, attitude against the war on drugs, just for a good, good example. Like that's been shifting so much in the past couple of decades, and that has such a huge impact on people's lives. And people were yeah. arrested for. Well, I mean, you saw and, you saw like the civil rights changes before the internet and stuff. Like yeah, some of these but things would have naturally the speed, happened. Though. Yeah, not, not at the, the speed. speed. That's true. Uh, the, the thing is, I, I, I always was like, 
a proponent of like uh you know the marketplace of ideas type stuff where i'm like on the internet all these ideas the flat earthers will come into contact with actual science arguments and they will lose and in the in the vast majority of minds they will lose but i started to now realize that humans are not actually swayed like sly has said to me many times they're not actually swayed by logic or rational ideas humans are just emotional pieces of shit yeah i, so, I like i used to believe in that argument too where it's like bad ideas will die under the sun like you expose them to light yeah. and they'll shrivel up and die but it's like no not really because you can like we're seeing now especially with trump the ways in which people will twist the truth to survive and like create their yeah. own reality where it's like well actually hillary really does need to be locked up because she's a lizard woman well it's one of those things that like i still think like there's still a lot of positives and stuff but i still like this is why i'm not like oh well we don't need education anymore because we have the internet <laughs> like i still think that like we do should still be bolstering and regulating the institutions like a much more robust education system and like a more you know free like a free press that we support the honest press that it, like you know like i feel like there is still i still want the institutions to tell me what's good and bad but like i do think that the internet helps it is it is bad <laughs> and it is good but like good, i do i on. do still think the things that that we've relied on in the past we shouldn't replace with the internet yeah and I, actually i am not actually in favor of internet censorship by the way like china's like we know what's best for people to read too and they yes. censor like yeah. their own fucking atrocities and, mm -hmm. and so i'm mind, not and keep, and keep in mind the elites don't always like the main reason why i'm for internet is because the elites don't always have your best interests in mind they have yeah, their yeah exactly in mind. Yeah. keep in mind what's gonna happen soon is we're gonna have uh, fucking climate change soon and we're all gonna be fucked. And you know who propagated that? Uh, the Republican Party, the, one of our elites, they propagated that thing all themselves. And, and the only reason why we even know it's like a big controversy, we as as the four of us and like liberals, is because we have the internet and we know about the rest of the yeah. world and the research they've done. If you, most people I know in my day to day life, they think it's fifty, like fifty fifty. Republicans say this about climate change, Democrats say that, and that's 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 if they were that's that's the reality we would have if we didn't have the internet to. Uh, show us the rest of the world doesn't think the way we do. We and a lot of that, yeah, a lot of that is also propagated from the media's, like, pushing the equality of, like, see? It's a debate. Like, oh, it's not. Like, fuck you. Yeah. So, like, there's still, I know that's a whole, we could do a whole episode on that. But, like, I'm not saying that we should put blind faith in institutions. I'm saying the two of them together, of the marketplace of ideas of the internet, with reputable and institutions, hopefully can find a balance to get us out yeah, of and this you, you also need like at least agreeing some part with the the, the patriots there in Mel yourself too is that you need yeah. some regulation to a degree it's, it's sort of like you you don't want child pornography going around it's like you need yeah. you need to apply some laws to like this this freedom of information to like stop people from this is a, this is a comparison yeah. i've heard comparison between marketplace of ideas and capitalism it's a very apt comparison because both of them get corrupted really easily by bad actors trying to make a profit mm -hmm. Yeah, and preying on like people's like weaknesses and their yeah yeah yes, and they and you know they hurt people in the long run because of these these uh, desires and without regulation they'll be free to continue doing it and they'll feed the game of power and and because like the people spreading fake news, they don't the reason why they lash onto Trump is because they're the Trump supporters are more susceptible to the memes they spread they they don't care about any political ideology they try to appeal to liberals too. But the thing is that uh, conservatives are just more susceptible to their memes, and that's so they start appealing more to conservatives after that. But, but all they really care about is profits. It's like that Texas Facebook page that was all Russians that just was like, <laughs> yeah. "I love America." Uh, Texas number one, Trump is the best, and it's all Russian bots. Yeah, that's a factor too. But all, but there are companies in America that all they care about is making a profit, and they spread fake news just to make a profit. Those are oh, capitalists, yeah. and just like just like in the, or they lobby too. Yeah. Yeah, and just like just like. Um, capitalist pieces of shit that uh, want to get rid of all regulations, they want to pollute everywhere, they want to get rid of all labor laws, they want to get rid of everything. And if you have no restrictions whatsoever, capitalism is health. If you have no restrictions for uh, market-based ideas, uh, and we don't want to admit it because censorship is always icky to us just because of how it's been applied to other countries. Yeah. But if you have no relations whatsoever, uh, this is the outcome. You have bad actors using this marketplace for their own profits, and they, and they don't care who they hurt, uh, what misinformation are spreading? They don't care if the climate change is going to kill us in a couple of years. They don't care if governments are going to be fall to fascism. They don't care about any of that. All they care about is making a profit in the short term. And and like <laughs> Phil alluded to, bots, you allow you allow uh, political actors to come in and sneak into the marketplace of ideas, and they're bad actors too. They're political bad actors, but they're also black, but they're also bad actors uh, as well. Like they're trying to use the marketplace for their own ends, and they'll. Uh, 
they don't care about the marketplace staying the way it is. It's just like just like fascism is a government. government Fascists don't want democracy. They, they want to use democracy so they can take it over. They want to use the weaknesses of democracy so they can take it over and replace the fascism. Like they're but who using, can who can make the who can that, yeah, who the yeah the point is that Ryden brings up there yeah. is like who can make the decisions of what deserves to be kept and censored or not because any yes. governing party will have that problem. So that's why we, Kojima was right. We do need an AI. <laughs> I unironically think if we go, if we do either we're in Fall Universe or we're going to have like an AI god controlling us. Because... Well, the thing that's that's tough is because like I know what you're saying about like the intersection of capitalism, the free market of ideas, and like I feel like that's one of the reasons why like in education, like why I'm so anti-privatization and like why I'm you know anti like I why I'm pro net neutrality and why like in you know, in, like, all of these things, it's the privatization and the we have to make money. Like, I think, like, publicly funded media, like a public radio or, like, a BBC, is a huge net net gain for society. For that same, like, because if everybody trying to sell ideas is making money off of it, then you can't trust anybody. The problem is, like, uh, again, the memes. It's been the meme that anything public is bad. And, uh, especially with but I feel like that is shifting a little bit more, especially in like when we talk about like healthcare, like a public option mm-hmm. is something that is much more popular than it was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's shifting for Republican in office, but that's because now with Republicans in office, it's hard for them to win the meme war because now they have to stand up to their memes and their memes are hollow. <laughs> no, but I mean, a, a public option in healthcare has been gaining popularity for 20 years. Yeah, but like, uh, we'll make it the public option, but I'm saying in general. Keep in mind, uh, we lost the memes during Obama. We we, we got to ask, and that's why Hillary lost because the guys became a meme. Uh, the fucking tense. But how come Bernie? How come Bernie lost when he had all those dank? There's memes? a lot of factors at play. I don't want to just say like it's just like repeating it's words that people believe mm-hmm. in. Yeah, and that you you get to a it's point about which is which ideas are spreading, and I and it is not just the reason why memes spread is because of other well, it's factors. It's a lot easier to spread ideas when you visit Wisconsin, you fucking idiot. <laughs> It's also easy to spread ideas when the person in power for eight years, it doesn't feel like they did anything for a lot of white Americans or rural class, like working Americans. But that is also a big meme where it's like that that's an idea that spread when really like a lot of. Yeah, it was it was racial anxiety that really drove. Them yeah, forward. there's yeah. racial anxiety. And also yeah. like the meme that like Obamacare destroyed healthcare in this country, which isn't true at all. And like it actually like most people's premiums would have risen mo- further without the ACA. Like, but it was a meme that spread. But I also like there are a lot of factors and those factors all contribute to the spreading of the meme. Uh, because one big factor is the, people, the elites uh, want Obama to be uh, neoliberal. They want him to be very soft on Republicans. They want Republicans to ultimately get give them tax cuts. They want the Republicans to ultimately give them deregulation. And if, they, if, Rep- if Democrats do give any regulation, any regulations whatsoever, he's a socialist. He's a tyrannical uh, monarch. He's a awful person. Versus uh, Republicans, where they're much more lenient. Uh, what we can see of Trump. Uh, the biggest problem with his governing is his rhetoric and his attitude. It's not with his policies, uh, and that's and they control the media. They control uh, that, and that's a huge factor in how memes are spread. And that's why uh, you'll hear like, "Why are why is Obama punished for something Trump gets off so easily?" Is because ultimately the people holding uh, hold, holding him accountable, all both people accountable, only want the Republicans to win the policy because the people only in charge are comfortable rich white people, and ultimately want Republicans <laughs> to win. So you're saying we should all donate to NPR, right? No, I think he's saying the Patriots <laughs> should take over. Yeah, the Patriots <laughs> should take over. I'm, I'm saying we should have a proletarian revolution, but... <laughs> this Turn is it. something that I, I struggle with a lot, because, like, let's say, like, okay, let's look at, like, Facebook's role in the election, right? Yeah. Like, the spread of fake news. And I don't like the idea of a corporation telling me, like, what I can and can't share on social media. But at the same time, like... Something has to be done. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, that corporation also gave the information to the Russians. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, obviously the status quo does not work. Like, you can't give these corporations... First of all, corporations are no... Are no like, the Patriots, the Illuminati, and the game are such a... Are, 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 question, are worthy of discussion because they ultimately want the country to be good. Just like Armstrong, they want the country to succeed. They want people, human species to live. While Facebook 
wants profits, and that's what Cambridge Analytica is. is, is I know. Yeah, like, I want to yeah. say specifically, like, this was, like, a small thing that bothered me to at least want to talk about in relation to the game, is both, like, the yeah. Patriots and Armstrong, they're very, like, Darwinian in their nature. They're very, like, pro-evolution, yes. pro-we-need-certain genes to move on and certain ones not well, to. Well, it's, it's, yeah, because Metal Gear Solid 1 was all about, like, actual genes. Yeah. Like, the, like the main character solid snake is a clone of, of a different guy and there's other clones of him. So it's all about like gene propagation. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is about like what they say, like societal genes. Like yeah. Cause Metroid Solid 1 is about the question of, can you break out of your genes? Metroid Solid 2 was, can you break out of your memes? <laughs> and Metroid Solid 3 was, was about, can you break out of your scenes? Metroid Solid yeah. 3 is about how your culture as a whole affects you. Uh, but I just want to apply like caution with talking about like them looking out for society as much as they, it's it really, they're just like, they're basically eugenics. <laughs> Yeah, eugenicists. Yes, they yeah, they are eugenics. Yeah, and that's why they ultimately the villains. They ultimately are. The, that's the, that's the hard. Yeah, because they're like some people deserve to die, and it's like big whoop. They're they'll be forgotten because they weren't strong enough. But yeah. my question is, if you don't trust the government to regulate it, you don't tr- trust corporations to regulate it, and we don't trust people to regulate it, what do you do? AI. AI. <laughs> yeah. AI are made by people, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, in, in reality, we just deserve to die. So. Yeah, yeah, that feels right. That's <laughs> but like, but like, that's the question. Is like, I know, like, Facebook is working on AIs to do this for us. Google is working on AIs to do yeah, this. Yeah, I, I don't fucking trust. Them. But I don't trust yeah. them either. So like, who do you like? What do you do? You 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 only trust the people that agree with you politically. <laughs> And then you eventually lead to civil war. Yeah. This is yeah. what humanity has been struggling with since our creation. When we had tribes, it was easy. We had one person. Was it easy? Like, of... <laughs> Were you around during then? No, but like, <laughs> relatively. You have one person controlling like five It was less complicated. People. I don't know if it's easy if the tribe's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. the tribe leader's like, I'm going to bang your wife. And you're like, you got it, boss. <laughs> but like, you, you think, on the, thinking on a global scale, that's comparable to thinking about t- five to ten people? Like thinking yeah. about... Uh, uh, what's gonna happen in ten years from now is the same as thinking about what's gonna happen. What, what do you need for getting food this one week or whatever? So what you think we should just like go back to being like? Cave <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is a struggle that our, our biology hasn't caught up to. Like, exactly. We we were we in the what do they call it in in a, the era of evolutionary advancement in yeah. uh, in evolutionary biology that like there's like hundreds of thousands of years where we developed certain genes and memes to survive in that climate and in the past 10,000 years we've like not even just the past 10,000 years just the last generations we didn't have mobile phones where we could check stuff yeah. in our lifetime growing but, up but i mean even even all of recorded human history is is one percent of the amount of time mm-hmm. humans have been existing yeah. so it's like our biology is meant for a different like world and we like to think you know we can just adapt because we are actually very adaptive as a species but like it doesn't mean that we don't have severe limitations in the way we think about things. And adapting doesn't necessarily mean like we're going to thrive and keep propagating. Adapt means like when climate change, when we cause climate change and starts killing us, we'll be able to adapt and live in the caves, uh, societies underground. Like that's what adapt means. It means like we'll be able to deal with our consequences, but it doesn't mean we'll be able to live the way we are now forever. It means yeah. just that we'll, we'll survive. I mean, adapt literally means just you live long enough to have a baby. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. So like. That's, we that's, did it, guys. <laughs> yeah. we, we talked about why humanity's fucked. And, and Kojima knew it. <laughs> we did a pretty kind of big turn there from talking about information to control to, like, let's go back to the Bronze Age. Well, no, yeah. no one's talking about going back to Bronze Age. The problem is we, you can't. That's the problem. You can't undo change. Like That's the problem. But, yeah. like, how do you... That's the problem. <laughs> Obama! <laughs> but how do you adapt? How, do you, how does humanity... We don't, we don't have time to adapt to the changes we've made. That's, and that's, it seems that's, like Sly's answer is eugenics. <laughs> no, my, 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 my answer is... I have no answer. My answer is we basically just have to try to do our best. Yeah, until S- we Sly really just likes pointing out the shittiness of society. Yeah. And that's... Well, that's how you know why I get so mad about everything. Because when we're talking about fucking Batman, I'm in the back of my mind, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on Team Sly here. Uh, you know, there's no answer. We can is just this die. what happens when you guys structure the episode and I don't have a, like reason how it's better and i'm like hey what do we do and nobody just that's it it's yeah, just, like just it's bad <laughs> what, what what solution is there there's not I, I we mean, should mention we should mention the, Gears, the, the games i don't know about revengeance but medicare saw 2 is about 
uh, how we can break out of our... Like, it has a deride See, name, like... yeah, I was just thinking, like, you were talking... Like, Metal Gear Solid 2 has this big thing about that we... Like, the villains are like, we need robots to control everything because obviously humans can't do it for ourselves. But it ends on the very positive, very Japanese note of individualism where it's like, you can do this. We can rise up as a society. We can face this problem and overcome it kind of a thing yeah it's, it's a very ryan meme where your, your genes don't determine who you are and your memes don't determine your who you are you can break out of your memes mm-hmm. so you, just like you can yeah but guess what the games don't have to prove it they end there like they <laughs> yeah. just say you can do it and then the game ends and it's like can you like i'm not i'm not convinced just because you can beat the last boss like yeah. I, i'm but not i think it's important to note that like even in these terrible structures of like unfettered ideas and stuff we have still made a lot of big jumps for not for everybody a lot of people are not like more empathetic and more (laughs) open-minded but a lot of people are also like i feel like a lot of people have taken the marketplace of ideas and used it to better themselves yeah but you would do that better in in actual proximity to humans like people are 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 also able to hide behind the internet be really cool to other people they wouldn't but if you're talking about you need direct proximity in my life i don't hit as diverse a group of people as i ever would have on the internet yeah and you also you don't get a full scope of like if you're living in the north you don't get the full scope of how things are bad in the south or whatever not only that like we live in america yeah across the seas but like and that like uh that's overwhelming that's part of the reason why it's it's so hard because it's so overwhelming to realize how powerless you are on this global scale Mm. but like uh, you might think it was better we didn't know what we did in the middle east or we didn't know what we did in south central america what 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 people are doing to our own citizens in the south yeah maybe it's might better to know that but like if you don't know about that, you can't solve it at all. Like, it's going to keep yeah. going on forever. Yeah, it, like, the voice from the little guy gets stamped out when you think what we're doing in South America is good. Or if you don't know about it at all, which is yeah. what most Americans didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Like the entire time. Yeah. And you can't change it off if you don't know. Some virals that go me go viral... <laughs> some memes that go viral that are like... Some virals that go meme and some yeah. memes that go viral. Some memes that go viral, like Pizzagate, are obviously just objectively terrible and the worst. But then, like, there's also, like, viral tweets of... Or, like, viral stories of, like, people that lives were saved by Obamacare. And that's how we stopped the Obamacare repeal. Was through people telling their stories in a way that expanded way past just like oh Susan Collins didn't hear any of those stories in Maine so she you know before the internet I doubt she would have voted to yeah, save Obama and, and what the Parkland kids are doing is impossible without the internet yes, and social media that's a big one yep and so yeah we have to deal with like you know Kanye and Trump but we also get like all of a sudden guns are a main issue on the left for the first time ever there you go. Ryan finds a way to try and bring optimism <laughs> back into our like dystopian <sighs> nightmare of information that doesn't make sense and we can't stop people from believing it you see you see in the in, the, in Megasaw 2 uh we thought uh ryan was going to be right the main character who's like so confused he doesn't know what to do in this complex world of memes but it sounds like he's actually solid snake the mentor character telling us <laughs> how to make memes good and how to propagate good memes so, yeah so see, final twist uh let's focus on the memes and, and spread this meme and talk about memes. It's just such a damn shame that the left can't meme, you know? Well, we can. It's just that it's, it's all about timing. It's all about the right personality. Like, Obama was such an easy meme machine. Like, he was a meme dynamo. Oh and like when I he feel like became... I, I've gotten to the point where memes just a useless word. Where it just means, like, it is, it, 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 basically now you're saying, like, thing. Obama was a really but... great thing. He was such a thing <laughs> machine. But we should talk about, like, how, you know, we thought we were complaining about Obama was not really using the bully pulpit or... Uh, like he didn't talk about Obamacare at all until after it was passed to the public, and then he started going on, Jack, on Zach Galifianakis' show and stuff like that. But like, if he did that before, like he was so good at campaigning, like, he was such a good campaigner. I guess he he wanted he wanted to, as part of him avoiding being political, he avoided using his bully pulpit too much. But even that, truth. like he s- portrayed the message of being the first modern candidate. Like he was the first one with you know his portrait was taken with a digital camera, and like yeah. he had those YouTube fireside chats, and he had like the first real internet campaign. And even if he didn't use it, like translate that to policy, that meme spread. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm talking. Saying like, yeah. he governed as a modern candidate. I mean, he uh, campaigned as a modern candidate, but he didn't govern. Yeah, and that's why he lost the meme wars over time. That's why Trump uh, got an easy time in because uh, of the Fox News memes. That grew and not only during- that, but like the way Trump uses Twitter, and like it's 
And, like, even, like, the stuff about Trump that he obviously doesn't like, but, like, the P-tape is real is a pretty fast-spreading meme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I about to say. Like, we have our memes now against Trump, like, P-tape, uh, Kofefe, and shit like that. We have our memes. <laughs> that, no, have but they, they've co-opted Kofefe back, I think. I see them yeah, yeah, and, all the time. Yeah, that's why Trump is a fucking dastly. Like, fake news is our meme, and then they've co-opted yeah, that. Like, that's what's actually interesting true. is, like, Trump is an idiot in every way, mm-hmm. except in, like, he does propagate his own memes on purpose. Like, yeah. he just he does say Lion Ted enough until people say Lion Ted Cruz. Like, I yeah. think it, fake news is the best example of that, though, where, like, it actually meant a thing. And then he yeah. was just like, no, it doesn't. It means whatever I say it does. And now we, on this show, use it as a joke all the time. He yeah. has co-opted that term. Sometimes I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg type of thing. I feel like we're running long and this is getting completely irrelevant. But like regarding that, sometimes it just feels like he already had the following. So it's like, no matter what he says, again, Kofefe perfectly mm. proves it. Where it's just like, he'll say nonsense and people will be like, oh, it means this and we'll use it well, here. Well, I don't think Kofefe, I don't think he's using Kofefe. I, I, mean, I know, like, like uh, Kofefe was a misspelling, but the fact that his team the people that love him use it so much and propagate it for him that's again no matter yeah. what he could say people are going to run with it all news is good news it's about of ryan like uh, that's because trump is the ultimate view of a version of a capitalist like he is like if you believe in capitalism and like the right-wing dream of like america is you have to believe in trump and we talk about like whether or not trumpism can survive without trump and maybe it can't but uh, Trump is the ultimate ism. He's the ultimate meme himself. Like he can make anything with me because he is the ultimate environment. He, he of really the, is the ultimate ism. <laughs> he has yes. every position on everything, and you just you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, to be. like he can change his mind, and people will be like, he's not contradicting himself. <laughs> The best subreddit I have ever seen is Trump criticizes Trump because on a daily basis, it's Trump tweets from 2012, 2013, 2014, where he shits on the exact thing he did that day. And it's like, it's everything. It's it's everything he does. He has criticized. It's just like S3 said. S3 says all the people spraying their memes into the stain their pods and spread out these memes. They don't clash. They don't mesh. They just exist as they are. And that's kind of like what they do with Republican ideas. You can, they can have contradictory ideas from day to day. They can have the same contradictory ideas against, against law enforcement being good against black people, but also being bad against uh, their Second Amendment rights. They have the same ideas. Yeah. They don't clash, they don't mesh. Yeah, where it's like the Justice Department is corrupt, but law and order, right, guys? Also, yeah. we're, so we're just living in the cesspool, of it, like they said. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think it's been, we've been doing this podcast for a year and a half. I think you guys have finally convinced me. I think Trump is bad. <laughs> oh, okay. But do you think that, do you think Hikajima is a genius? That's the question. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, these clips are pretty fucking good. He is a fucking visionary. I swear to God, he's a visionary. But I just want to point out that like this is this is the most prescient thing that Kojima stated throughout like the Metal Gear, like the the no the meme for, stuff. related to this. I mean, his stuff on nuclear disarmament is is pretty on point. That too, but a lot of, a lot of that stuff works like in a contemporary time, like looking at just the history of the world. Where this was a good oh, predictor yeah. of what would okay, happen with information. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he's yeah, pretty, yeah. he's really good at presenting information. To Actually, you. I, I will say one, we're not going to get into this topic now, but probably a future episode, but like he talks in a lot of his games about the rise of, of uh, private military companies. Yeah. And that has been on the rise so much in the past few years. Yes. Like uh, mercenaries are taking over uh, national armies now. <laughs> and like, we, that could be its own episode of military industrial. Yeah. Military, yeah. Just military industrial complex. Yeah. But, uh, he, I, I do think he is pretty forward thinking. <laughs> yeah, but and we should not, like uh, Dallas hesitation is because uh, like we talk about, uh, he has he has guys pooping their pants. In his <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it's full of dumb shit mixed in with this brilliant shit. Yeah. yeah, and it has like ninjas coming out with like vampire. Like, yeah, the, the whole the whole like uh, stuff about isms and stuff is a cyborg ninja with high heels <laughs> fighting this nano machine <laughs> yeah. senator. Well, I was thinking about the other day. Is it's like if someone was going to tell you like they're going to lay on you some really deep shit that's like super important to learn about, and but the whole time they're like, I'm going to dress up like a rat and I'm going to like lick someone's butthole while I tell you about <laughs> this, and you're like, go ahead. <laughs> No, it's more like they made it into an anime. That's really what it is. Wait, which, which anime can be that sometimes? That's true. Okay, I just want to point out that our other podcast, Divisive Issues, has been Sly and I trying to convince Phil. Daryl, we've kind of won over a little, but trying to convince Phil, even though this looks dumb, it's really good. And fuck you, Phil, because <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. This is what this is. It's like no, there's no. really good message behind no. this dumb visual thing. How many how many comics really get at, at such political issues like uh, yeah. like show, show me a meme comic from 2001. Maybe not the ones we pick for the show. <laughs> what about fucking Joker becoming a reigning center? That was so deep, Phil. You gotta fucking give it to that. Okay, but that's save that for that's a yeah. nice plug for next week's divisive issues. <laughs> yes. Oh, this sounds awesome. You guys convinced me. 
Go play Metal Gear Solid since you haven't played any, apparently, according yeah. to Sly. <laughs> yeah, you should They have the, yourself. You know, get a Yeah, get them. Get them. You can watch them online. They're basically movies anyway. You can watch them online. Yeah, they're fun too, though. They, they are fun. They are Skip fun four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So are we done here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're done. So I want to mention there is a three-minute little announcement previously in the, in the RSS feed, but I'm going to say it again here. Comrade Radio Network has been relaunched as Flying Machine Network, and we have a very shiny new website made by Sly, right? You made the website? I made the, the, the graphics. Okay, the, so you made all the graphics. It's flyingmachine.network, and we also have a brand new show, Stranger Still. They have an episode about memes that's super great. They don't talk about Metal Solid, but they do talk about YTMD a little. That's good. That's good. Wait, no, they don't. I talked about it when I <laughs> talked to them about it. They talk about uh, Albino Black Sheep. That's something. Ah, uh, even older. Yeah. And um, we also, I mentioned earlier, we have a Patreon that at the dollar level, you get all the old Comrade episodes that like Phil did one, uh, Phil did a couple, Daryl did a couple, Sly did one, I did a couple, and they're all great. And at the $5 a month level, you get bonus episodes for every show every month. So for us, for Oops, we did How to Talk to Trump Supporters, and it was I thought it was it was one of our best conversations. Mm-hmm. Sly didn't yell at me at all. Yeah. Don't get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to cough up the big bucks to not hear Sly get mad at me. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes me happy when I'm, when we're getting paid for this. $10 show. a month we're going to make one day. Uh, you have to pay that to get Sly just calm and collected. And just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just yeah. It doesn't exist yet. We're working on it. Like this idea, the more money you pay, the more things we can do to Sly. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, eventually, I'll just be like super zen and be like, everything's fine. Guys. Uh, $15 a month, Sly will defend capitalism. <laughs> Sly's yes. the most capitalist of all of us. He says whatever he wants for a price. So uh, also join our Discord where we're getting kind of the same bit over and over where our listeners are telling us what we should make Patreon levels. And uh, John Marie really wants a t-shirt of a cartoon Sly punching a cartoon Phil in the face. That'd be cool. What about a like photo of a real Sly punching a real Phil in the face? That'd be fun too. For $25 a month, I'll get punched in the face. <laughs> Each so month. yeah, go to patreon.com slash flying machine and the Facebook group is now the Flying Machine Explorers Guild. And yeah. our Facebook group is Oops I Talk Divisive Issues. And all that stuff is in the show notes, I assume. I'm probably gonna forget to put some of it, but whatever. So thank you all for listening to Oops I Talk Politics. I've been a proud member of the ISMS. I've been on a sneaky mission. I've been a surveillance camera. And I've been very in touch with my inner child. Oops, I ended the podcast. I give you the incredible flying machine.